1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
0: 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now, 105 in Edmonton, the LA Kings with an optional practice. They're just hitting the ice right now. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, Digitex.ca is albert It's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Mark Spector coming up in about 90 seconds time. I got to take care of a little bit of business here. Uh, we will uh, tell you that... Uh, tickets for all round one home games have been uh, sold. However, you can always purchase tickets via fan-to-fan resale at EdmontonOilers.com or Ticketmaster.ca If you are buying tickets from other fans, the only way to guarantee you'll be in the seats for the game is to purchase from the Oilers fan-to-fan resale site at EdmontonOilers.com or at Ticketmaster.ca Other sites will guarantee you your money back if there's a problem at the gate. Only the Oilers fan-to-fan resale site guarantees you get into the game. We'll remind you that the doors to Rogers Place will open 90 minutes before uh, game time for all Oilers home playoff games, and you can always be a part of the action in Ice District, the Ford Tailgate uh, Party in in Ice District Plaza, and the Molson Hockey House in Ford Hall open 6 p.m. Both locations are showing the games and giant screens as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I know we've got hundreds in I'm sorry I haven't been able to get to all of them. Uh, I'm not surprised. A fair amount of angst out there. Uh, and you know what? The Orders were underwhelming last night. That said, they had a chance to win the game. And Jonathan Quick made some huge saves. I, I think at the end of the day, if you went to natural stat trick, uh, the Oilers maybe had a little advantage overall. In high-danger scoring chances, when you factored in, you know power plays and that sort of thing. Anyways, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement, bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Every Tuesday we had to cut them back a bit this week. Sportsnet's Mark Specter for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, exciting. Live Thoroughbred Racing at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. I was there on uh, Saturday for the opening uh, races of the season. Uh, you can reminder uh, for more information, head to thehorses.com. Thoroughbred Racing back at Century Mile each Friday and Saturday. We bring aboard Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Oh, doing okay. Bobby, how you doing? Good. Hey, first of all, uh, we both I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing because we've rarely, well, we, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but we both swung by Roos Chris on uh, on Sunday night. I know that you wanted to just send a little bit of a shout out their way.
1: Yeah, we did. We had a great meal in there. It was always nice to visit Brandon Connolly's place. You know, it's always awesome going to a nice steakhouse like that. Uh, we were celebrating myself son Jace Connell's 30th birthday. Big Bobby, this guy is an Oilers fan. Like, I think he wants the Oilers to win more than you do. And uh, I just want to say happy birthday. He's having a birthday coming up tomorrow, and uh, hopefully his hockey team will give a present tomorrow, huh? Uh, All right. Well, let's get your assessment of
0: what we saw last night. Uh, By the way, I said it was an optional for L.A. Uh, It looks to be a full practice. They got everybody on the ice here. So uh, give me your overall assessment of the Oilers' performance last night.
1: Well, two things that that – yeah, most of it they'll figure it out and move along their way, I'm not too worried about. The only two things I didn't like were this. The moment I didn't like the way they reacted to the moment. Connor McDavid said We didn't play well in the first period. The whole thing kind of got to us a little. Uh, They were all, the Edmonton was all over the place. The structure we saw, Bob, for the last two and a half months was absent, certainly for the entire first period of that game. So I I was hoping this team was past that. I was hoping this team was past, you know, the moment, uh, flattening them a little bit, and they're not. So we know that. Let's maybe they'll get past it tomorrow, and they'll be in the rearview mirror for forever. But the moment was too big for him last night. I didn't love that, and you know, there's a lot of people out there saying today that when you have Mike Smith, you got to put up with the odd mistake, and you do. And I get that, and I make that trade. Like I'll take Mike Smith. And I'll take the, the goal he gives away every once in a while. That's a fair trade for me. That goal last night is not the goal I'm talking about, though. That was a conscious choice by a veteran player to throw a puck up the middle that never should have been there with six minutes left in a tied playoff game. That wasn't a puck off a stanchion or a bad, you know, maybe, maybe Mike Smith shoots one over the glass, or maybe it hops his stick and ends up in your neck. It, it wasn't that. It was a guy looking up and saying, I'm not going to give it over to Bouchard in the corner. Or I'm going to make a or home Keith. run pass yep. to try to win the game as a goaltender. And I've been covering hockey ball for 40 years. I've never seen a goaltender win a game on a 40- or a 90-foot pass. That's what he tried to do. I didn't like it one bit.
0: Well, You can do it three-on-three because three, he did it three-on-three. Three against...
1: It wasn't three-on-three.
0: Three. Right. And five uh five-on-five. Dwayne Roloson in the 06 playoff run, uh, hoisted a couple that Mike Pekka ran under, skated under on breakaways against the Sharks, but I know what you're saying. One against San Jose, one against Anaheim. Mark, I know what you're Too saying. Too high risk. Too high risk and to the reward. And here's the thing. Timing is everything. Game one playing series against Chicago, he gives away gives the, the Hawks score first, then the Oilers score. Then he gives one away in a tie game and that helps give Chicago Game One in the and and there were no fans here that night and it was a you know we weren't even in the building as the team broadcasters uh, there were no fans and the fans are a massive part of this yeah what fun and, that
1: was last night
0: and the Oilers they were great last night and and the orders were behind and granted I, I don't think Smith and Koskinen I, I don't know how you really judge uh, uh you know after not playing for three and a half months as it turned out. You know, we had one Swedish defenseman never play another game after that playing series against Chicago, another guy that was ready to leave a year later. Like it was tough to judge, but Mike Smith, his timing was bad against Chicago and it was horrendous last night. So we we talked about other aspects of the game and we have we have a certain segment of the population base that sees guys like Jesper arvey and Ryan Nugent Hopkins as sacred cows. They're livid that we're not beating the hell out of Smith today. Smith can't make that play. We all know that. That said, he's been 11-0-1 in his last 12 starts with a 947 save percentage. He needs to bounce back. He needs to be better, and he needs to park it, and he needs to manage the puck better. And, Mark, what I don't understand is why he'd even think of doing that against a team that plays a one 3 one forecheck. check. You have yeah, it's, both it's, options available to
1: you, to, yeah. right? Like it made no sense. wide open in the corner looking for a puck. He's, and Keith is partially covered in the other corner. You could have got him the puck. And, I mean, that's my point. I don't even remember the one against Chicago. And I don't want to go back two years. I don't really care what happened two years ago. Uh uh, and we've all seen Mike have a puck bounce on him. Funny, that, that, I can live with that. I can live that with stuff that. Stuff happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. This wasn't right. that, and so I guess what you want, Bob, without picking on Mike Smith, you want your veteran players to to play and act and and carry themselves like veteran players. That includes Smith. That includes Nugent Hopkins. You know, a, a kid like Paul it's his first big playoff game in front of a huge crowd. You know what? I've seen that kid go invisible a million times. Not Paul any rookie. Yeah. He wasn't very good, but my point is this. you got to be able to count on the guys on your team who've been there before. Smith's been there before, and has been there before. McDavid and Bryson were pretty good last night. They've been there before. Hyman's been there before. Those guys you got to count on. If they don't do it for you, Bob, it's not going to happen.
0: Fair comment, and uh, and again, we've, we've talked about Smith's the obvious. I mean, I haven't even, you know, Jonathan Willis put a tweet out last night Mike Smith 0 and 10 in his last 10 playoff starts. I think, and, and then today he mentioned a little bit unfair, needs to have some context. I mean, he played pretty good for Calgary in a couple of those games, and I don't think he played that poorly against Winnipeg. Last year, you just, know
1: what? How do we measure? How do we measure this business, Bob? We measure it in W's and L's. So then, it, the orders have lost seven straight playoff games. I don't want to hear how well they played in seven straight there playoff go. games. There, that you, go. there, there that you go. There go. There. go. So that's they're that, all L's, and there, that's
0: what matters. Well, and it's ten for Smith, so he needs to get it turned around tomorrow against LA. Mark, the orders were in trouble in their first shift, and ironically, it was Pulley Army that got caught out of position, and they freed up the uh, you know, boom. Suddenly, Alex Edler's breaking in on a partial break, and. Um, and I talked to, with Rob Brown. I said, "What happens with Mike Keenan if that's you?" He says, "I don't get back on the ice if that's me in that situation." uh Paul an interesting – and you're giving him, you're giving him an olive branch here. You're saying he's a younger player; he's got to grow and learn from it. I, I will tell you, I was watching him today in the optional, and he was. He, I didn't mind what I saw today. What I saw today was a guy confident with the puck. But he had time and space. And so I'm going to be intrigued to see how the deployment is. Even the third goal against, he got knocked on his butt. That In a regular season, that might have been called as a pick. In the playoffs, that's, but hey. And, and saying that, refs had no factor in last night's game. It was 4-4 four, four each way. The Oilers deserve their calls. L.A. deserved their calls. Uh, but bottom line, Mark, Edmonton's got to be way better. Fi- I, I guess that's what surprised me, Mark. What happened to Edmonton's 5-on-5 game? Because for two and a half months, it's been tracking pretty
1: well. Yeah, it's been the we, the reason that they go in the playoffs. I believe they haven't lost to Regulation home since March 5th before last night. And and it's because of the five-on-five five play they've been so good. So, you know, I would feel worse for the Oilers today if they went out and played a real good hockey game and lost to the Kings. Uh, that's one of the worst. You know, let's throw away, uh, I think, a game in Minnesota. Maybe the Calgary game, but uh, that's one of the worst hockey games I've seen them play when it comes to structure, five-on-five, five, guys being where they're supposed to be, not giving up grade-A chances. That was a, a, a very poor showing for Edmonton, and that's the good news. Like what I'm saying, to you is. They got a lot of game left to play. A ton better than they played last night. If they played their best game and lost, I'd be I'd be a little concerned. I'm not concerned about a team that played the way the orders played last night and lost by one goal. That was basic. You know, they gave the goal away. You need them to win that game playing at about sixty percent, Bob. So you need the structure. They got to play the way they've been playing. They need the five on five. They got to calm down it's playoffs everybody's nervous you got a chikai on being all over the ice wasn't there say yesterday he says when i was a kid i used to like to try to touch all four corners of the ice on every shift that's how they played last night they got to get back to where they were 2 weeks ago
0: Um. Wow, I'm getting a guy verbally abusing me on Twitter. I uh, te- on text. Please imagine that, Bob. Oh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised. <laughs> verbally
1: abusing you on Twitter. Uh, that never happened.
0: Well, no, Mark, you deserve it. That's the difference. I mean, I'm I'm am i I'm a little never bit happened, I'm yeah. a little bit surprised. This guy's used all seven of the words that George Carlin. <laughs> Uh, says you're not, you're not supposed, you know, he's one of those guys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought he'd be a little bit better than that. Go ahead and sure. disagree, but. Yeah.
1: You, you know the two words they never use on Twitter?
0: What? You're right. You never hear that, Bob. Well, Mark, I will tell you, sometimes <laughs> I, I, I've actually been factually wrong before and had to correct myself and admit that I've been wrong before. Uh, but you know, the orders, the orders need more forwards engaged from the beginning. Um. It's interesting. Would you, uh, would you contemplate changing some line? I mean, they would you change some lines around in the top nine with
1: the top nine oh, players or maybe deploy okay. McLeod in the top nine? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. And, and you know, you say what you want about me and Pauly Harvey, but I've been watching him play here for three months with zero confidence. He just doesn't have any confidence. And I'll give Woodcroft credit. He's really, really Stuck with the young player and tried to create the confidence. Right, tried to help him find the confidence. And now we're in the playoffs. He wasn't. He, he was the same player last night that he's been for two and a half months. Uh, I see McDavid, and we talk about guys deferring McDavid. I see McDavid not giving the puck to Puljuari, which isn't what you want. Uh, I think that we're in the playoffs now, and the, the time to develop a young player's confidence. They've done a Yeoman's job trying here. Uh, the time to continue that has ended. It's not time now to build up a young player. We don't have time for that stuff. So to me, I'm not punishing Poyerby. I'm saying he's not a top six player on this team. So, yeah, I would move him out of the top six for sure. I would run up a guy like, uh, what do you do? You put McLeod on the, on the left side and move Hyman into a right side. Whatever you do. If you got one guy in that top six; it doesn't belong. Uh,
0: to I'm, and I, I would know. keep Pulley in the top nine. I'd play him with Nugent, Hopkins, and Fogle, sure. and Derek Ryan can go play fourth line. I mean, I it, maybe if you move McLeod up, maybe you have Ryan center,
1: uh, Cassian. And do you, you contemplate to... a lot of pressure, Bob? There's a lot of pressure playing with McDavid, man. Like, imagine going on the ice with McDavid, there's a ton of pressure. Maybe they take put Robert down to the third line and, and alleviate some pressure. Maybe he plays better. How about that?
0: Uh, that's a possibility as well. I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what Jay Woodcroft does here. Uh, kudos to LA. I mean, Mark, they, they at one point they had all six of their defensemen out, they don't have Drew Downey, they don't have their best defensemen. And and one of the things that disappointed me yesterday, you know, to me, the Oilers had to get to LA's D. They got four guys that are that are NHL playoff rookies. Two guys that are they are rookies. They're rookie defense, and they didn't get to those guys yesterday, Mark.
1: No, they didn't. That's fair. And I would say. You, know, you got to give L.A. credit. They came in here and played off an Orders team that looked like they thought all the pressure was on them, and the Kings were that adversary that says, hey, we're playing with the host money here. How filled an O's game? You yeah, know, how stoward. good was filled an whole yeah. last night, man? Holy cow. Uh, they got to figure out a way to, you know, to have Edmonton's centermen have more impact on the game than those two centermen in L.A. because I I didn't mind McDavid and Rice last night one bit, but no one left the rink not talking about Deneau and, to a lesser extent, Copetaro.
0: Yeah, and, you you know, when you have Nugent, Hopkins, and McLeod, now part of the problem Edmonton had in the first period, they kept on losing draws. All right, very quickly, I want to hit on the other series. I mean, Toronto took care of business, Mark. Clifford took a, a stupid, I mean, in this day and age, and that's established. 25, 30 years ago, that hit happened all the time. Oilers in Dallas, uh, all those years, 97 03. Oh, yeah. Guy, guys hit guys like that all the time. I mean, the Oilers lost a game in Dallas about 6 1. Uh, I'm thinking. It was, it was either one or 3 and they were running around and, and t- taking cheap shots at guys. That, that's how hockey was played back then. But Toronto killed off that major penalty, and not only did they kill it off, they outchanced Tampa Bay. I was stunned by Toronto's, uh, Toronto's composure last night, and frankly, a little disappointed with some of the cheap crap that Tampa Bay did late in the game. And I mean this in all sincerity. In this day and age, like... When I saw Maroon going after Morgan Riley,
1: didn't Morgan Riley throw three or four punches at him first? Though,
0: well, no, he went after he went. Then he went fought Yan uh, Ruda.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I was watching the game I was covering last night, but I was sitting with Pierre LeBrun, and he said, "I said to him, I thought I didn't like Maroon beating up on Riley. He said Riley threw three or four punches at him first. Okay, start uh, So if that happened, and I, I wasn't wrong, yeah, I, well, maybe Riley somebody can correct
0: yes. this. If i I just I saw I, I what I thought I saw was afterwards Riley went after you know got into it with Ruta and worked him over pretty good. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay got unglued, and don't get me wrong, they got Maroon, they got Perry. That comes with the territory. Sometimes what what, what game was happens. what game was the biggest surprise for you? Five nothing or five nothing was it? Five? Yeah, it was five nothing for Toronto, uh, five one for Carolina, or four nothing for St. Louis.
1: Uh, I, I guess I'd say Carolina because I don't have a lot of trust in Auntie Ranta, but uh, Carolina just took that game away. They made it about Boston's goaltending, not about theirs. Uh, I have a big believer in Minnesota, and I think they'll win that series. But the problem they have is St. Louis has handled them all year. They got to no. prove to themselves they can beat St. Louis, and they got to do it fast. And I picked Toronto to win the series. I think that there's so much more for Tampa to give. I mean, you give Tampa a five-minute power play in the first period. I don't think they had a shot attempt in that power play. So uh, good for the Leafs. They want a hockey game. Good for them. They're going to get a waste different Tampa team coming up here. they got to beat a good, just the way L.A. is going to have to face Edmonton's top game tomorrow, uh, so too will Toronto with Tampa. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is the, the one moment all night long that I still have a hard time believing was Jared Spurgeon's play on uh, Butch on his ankle. I mean, here's a guy that's played almost 800 games. He's got 130 pims. Jared Spurgeon annually gets Lady Bing votes. And that was as dirty, vicious a play as I've seen a guy make Bobby. That was crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Uh, what
1: about that guy? Like, holy
0: cow. CBC cut the commercial before all the shenanigans, so he didn't get them all. And, again, I, I, I know it ended up being rude and, and, and Riley. So thanks to the Texers, Ray sent that in just to inform us. Uh, Tampa, Coach Mike says Tampa Bay looked pretty disinterested most of the game. Well they you know what? Toronto's got their attention now after that game last night.
1: (laughs) I think Toronto, you know what, Bob? And I'm saying the same about the Oilers. I think more so the Leafs, eventually when you have a good team year after year after year like Toronto's had, the coin's got to land on the other side come playoff time. You you can't take that quality of hockey team in the playoffs every year and lose with it. they got a good team there. It's time for them to win yeah, something. They were, they they
0: were a better team year. than Edmonton this year. They were. I mean, the Oilers, yeah, the Oilers closed hard 19-4-2. All right, yeah. Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot here. When you join us Friday on game day before Game 3, uh, by the way, are you going on that trip now?
1: I'm All of a sudden, I'm not going. One of our Rogers colleagues uh, has tested positive, and our corporate uh, people got involved and said that uh, I have to stay home for five days. So I'm canceling my trip. I'll be watching on TV. Now, I thought you had it in the last 90 days. I've had it twice. I've had it twice. I'm all vaxxed up. I tested negative this morning. I've never felt better in my life. And I can't uh, go to a hockey practice. All right, so, so that's the world we live in,
0: pal. <laughs> so when when the Oilers play LA, two questions. Number one, when the Oilers play LA Friday in LA, what's the series going to stand at?
1: I think Edmonton will win tomorrow night. They have to. I mean, I'd like to. We'll know what the odds are on going down 0-2 at home, but I'm telling you, they're awful. Uh, I think you'll get the very best Oilers team tomorrow night, and uh, if they don't win tomorrow night, it's a big problem.
0: All right, thanks, Mark.
1: <laughs> All right, Bobby, have fun in L.A. Uh, for me, will
0: you? Yeah, I'll try to. Well, wow, that's another one bites the dust. Uh, that is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, joining us for Horse Racing Alberta. Exciting live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. We will tell you Japanese Village open a you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wegu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. When we return, the orders now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. I Love that song. Takes me back to 1987. Great year. Side. Greatest Oiler team of all time, 86-87. Japanese Village. Open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Featuring Edmonton's own Brent Lake-Wagu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. To the Oilers now, prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brennan Scott.
2: Okay. Let's get everything organized here. We've got a couple of uh, Oilers prospects in the playoffs in the OHS. Well, one was, one moved on. That's uh, Matve Petrov, his North Bay Battalion, with a sweep of the Ottawa 67s. Not as much production from Petrov, though. Just two assists in that series. Tyler Tulio did all he could as the captain of the Oshawa Generals, but uh, they could not get past Kingston. They fell in six games, though Tulio had uh, seven points. and Five assists, two goals there. Xavier Borgo has been Absolutely electric in his last five games, Bob, including a six point effort in a 10 1 win over the, uh, what is that, the Valdor Foyer, I believe, if well my done. French is, is okay there. <laughs> uh, so he's ticking along. When did the playoffs start? This in the uh,
0: queue. Thursday night. Okay. And uh, Maverick Bork returned from injury. He's got two points per game on that team and should win again. He's the Dallas first round pick. He was on the world junior team. He's the absolute driver on that team.
2: Only other thing to report, Carter Savoy and Noah Philp, both factoring into a couple games for Bakersfield, but neither one has a point so far.
0: Not sure either one of them play. They might have to go 11-7 and 7 tonight if uh, DeHarnay's uh, game-time decision. We'll find out next half-hour segment. Kurt Hill, GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Colin Chalk, head coach of Bakersfield. Connors off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.